Catholic Family Podcast presents Lent Around the World Daily Traditional Catholic Meditations Read by our friends from across the globe Monday of the first week of Lent Summary of the Meditation We begin our meditation on the Passion by considering the immensity of Christ's suffering on the hill of Olivet. It manifests itself, point one, in the plea made by him to his apostles, point two, in the supplication made by him to the Father, point three, in his bloody sweat. Our resolve shall be, number one, to seek strength and comfort from Jesus on Mount Olivet in our spiritual sufferings. Number two, to implore the help of the agonizing Savior for the hour of our own death agony. The Immensity of the Suffering in the Garden From the room of the Last Supper on Mount Zion, Jesus sets out for a villa situated on the slope of Mount Olivet, named Gethsemane. On many previous occasions, he had withdrawn to this place for a night of prayer. But today he is in a noticeably somber mood. At the entrance to the villa, he leaves eight of his disciples behind with the injunction, Sit down here while I go yonder and pray. Only Peter, James, and John accompany him into the garden. His somber mood begins to grow into a horrible mental anguish. It is the mysterious prelude to the approaching passion. Let us endeavor to penetrate prayerfully into this mystery of the agony in the garden. In the simple narrative of the Gospels, three incidents stand out prominently, which allow us to surmise the immensity of the suffering of Jesus on Mount Olivet. Point one, Jesus pleads with his apostles. Consideration. Hardly had the Savior entered the Garden of Olives when he had said to the three disciples, My soul is sad even unto death. Wait here and watch with me. It was not his custom to complain. Hitherto he had always borne silently every burden of his messianic mission, which, no doubt, often weighed heavily upon his soul. He had overcome every difficulty in prayerful communion with the Father. It must be, therefore, an unbearable suffering, an actual agony of death, which now comes upon him so that he reveals to his apostles his utter distress of soul, that he beseeches them to watch and pray with him. He, the God-man, seeks aid and comfort from men into what depths of mental anguish does not this allow us to gaze. Yet a still deeper insight is afforded us by the second incident of the agony in the garden. Point two, the supplication of Jesus to the Father. Consideration. After the Savior had made known his mental anguish to the apostles, he proceeds alone into the farther reaches of the garden. He falls upon his face and prays, Abba, Father, all things are possible to thee. Remove this cup from me. Whenever the Savior on previous occasions had spoken of his impending passion, he had always manifested a courageous determination. Yes, a distinct longing for it. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am until it is accomplished. Just a few days before on his death march to Jerusalem, He had walked ahead of his disciples with such determination and courage that it seemed as if he could hardly await the hour of suffering. And now at this hour had come, he praised the Father to remove the cup of suffering, if it were possible. He makes his plea in the most humble attitude with all the tenderness of a son, with an appeal to omnipotence of the Father 
to which surely other ways for the redemption of men were open. How unspeakably bitter must he find the cup of suffering which the Father offers him. How his whole being shuddered at the sight, and yet the most extreme depth of anguish of soul are revealed to us by the narrative of St. Luke. Point three, the bloody sweat of Jesus. Consideration. The anguish of the Savior increases in intensity. Everything which is able to oppress the soul of man rushes upon him. Fear and dread, loathsomeness and disgust, sadness and despondency. Twice he rises and staggers deathly pale to the three disciples, seeking aid and comfort. Twice he returns and pleads again with the Father, lying prone upon the ground. Finally, a cold, bloody sweat begins to ooze from all his pores and trickles to the earth. That is the consummate agony of death, but in a form which is possible only when the heaviest mental oppression has crushed the soul. Only these bloody, heavy drops which slowly find their way down his chalk white face and saturate his garments and the earth can bring home to our souls the intensity of the bitter passion. A popular phrase which describes so vividly his great suffering. What a piteous spectacle. There lies the Son of God prostrate on the earth, his face livid with the pallor of approaching death, pressed into the hard ground. His whole frame trembles and shudders, bathed in bloody sweat. Now he raises himself, wrings his hands and his eyes, filled with bloody tears, seek the Father in heaven. While he pleads with trembling lips, Abba, Father, all things are possible to thee. Remove this cup from me. Once, twice, he repeats this plea. Then he again sinks to the ground, moistening it again with his bloody sweat. He sweeps. He weeps and utters such heart-trending sobs that even the hard rocks would fain melt with pity. Who of us has ever seen such a picture of mental anguish? Application. Our Catholic people, with their deeply sensitive religious nature, have always manifested a peculiar affection for the representation of the agony in the garden. Before these silent, dusky grottos, with the image of the agonizing Savior sweating blood, they have ever sought and found comfort in their own hours of Gethsemane. They have understood the Savior. By his agony in the garden, he wished to lift the curse of sin from all interior suffering especially from the greatest, the agony of death, to sanctify suffering and to endow it with consecrating power. Even in the monastery, these hours of Gethsemane are not wanting. Severe temptations, torturing anxiety of conscience, coldness and ardidity in prayer, lack of interest in vocational work, misunderstandings, disappointments, failures, all kinds of hidden but oppressing crosses. Let us bring these crosses before the Savior in the Garden of Olives. There they will become smaller and lighter. Let us plead with him frequently for aid and comfort in our final and greatest suffering, the agony of death. Prayer O agonizing Savior, sweating blood, I thank thee for having tasted to the dregs the chalice of mental anguish for my consolation and my salvation. I humbly ask thy pardon for having failed so often in my interior trials, for my impatience, my rebellion against God's will, my lack of generosity. I unite even now all interior suffering and anguish, especially that of my dying hour, 
with thy agony on the hill of Olivet. Grant that all may redound unto my sanctification and salvation.